Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well. Because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce that I am now working on my next book. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again for Men. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I like to call them the fatigue factors. And in this book, I'll explain eight of the 14 and how they specifically relate to men. And of course, I'll include my own personal fatigue story, along with four or five other real stories from fatigue cases from my private practice. This book should be ready later this year, so keep an eye out for it. That's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm very excited about this week's show because my special guest is Dr. Todd Sinnott. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He is a chiropractor and author of the hit book, Three Weeks to a Better Back, Solutions for Healing the Structural, Nutritional, and Emotional Causes of Back Pain. He was inspired to develop a new core philosophy to dealing with back pain, and he discovered that the root cause of back pain is not just limited to physical structural issues, nor can it be simply resolved through treatment. He also found that a person's emotional health and nutrition are equally important to uncover and address the root causes of back pain. Dr. Sinnott, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So can you explain first to our audience about how common back pain really is? Yes. It's very funny. When I started to uh, work on the book, I started to do some research to really find out what the true statistics of back pain were. And I can tell you from someone who earns a living treating back pain every day, uh, the statistics were, were very startling. So uh, back pain in 2014 was named the number one reason for job disability. It is the third most common hospitalization, the fifth most common surgery. Um, We spend upwards of about $80 billion a year diagnosing and treating back pain. Uh, It also is about 85% of the entire world's population will suffer from back pain at some point in their life. And the entire world's population about 20% of the entire world's population is currently suffering from back. So, you know, we're really taking on a true worldwide health epidemic that is called back pain. So for the listeners out there, if you've ever wondered, why does it seem sometimes that there's a chiropractic on practically every corner? It's because back pain is so, so common. And thanks to books like this one by Dr. Sinnott, it really gives a lot of people a lot of hope when it comes to back pain. So being a chiropractor, being a chiropractor myself, I know that the three 
real core causes of back pain are structural issues, nutritional issues, mental emotional issues, but I have found, and I've been in the situation myself, that a lot of us as chiropractors tend to just focus on the core structural part and we tend to ignore the nutritional and mental emotional part. So I'm so glad that you came out with this book. Well, thank you. I'm, um, you know, this book is really very much a calling um, just because I, I, we do see so much back pain. And again, we are spending, let's say, upwards of $80 billion a year diagnosing and treating back pain. And the only result that we're getting is, is more and more back pain. So I'm taking a look at these statistics and realizing that something is completely wrong. And we need a complete quantum shift in our diagnosis and our treatment or our approach of back pain. And how I came about this diagnosis and approach is very serendipitous. Uh, it was actually a story from my father. So my father was a chiropractor um, in the 1960s and then very early 1970s. And he would treat patients like a typical chiropractor would. And um, he uh, bent down to pick up a tennis ball one day after playing tennis and uh, all of a sudden his back went out, So, which is not a completely uncommon story. How many times do you hear people saying, I just bent down to tie my shoes, I went down and lifted something, and, and then my back went out. So what happened with my father is, is that you know he thought it would be a couple days, so he was stayed in bed and rested, and um, he couldn't get any relief. So his odyssey was, he was a chiropractor at the time, so he went to every known profession to really try and help him find the relief that he can get and it took him nine months. My uh, father was completely bedridden for nine months with severe debilitating back pain. And really no one could figure out why. So what happened was, is that he wound up seeing this doctor with a fortuitous name of Dr. Goodhart. And Dr. Goodhart had examined my father very differently than anyone else. Uh, all the other doctors were trying to get rid of my father's back spasms or reduce and eliminate my father's pain, which is a very common approach but that approach was inherently wrong and is inherently wrong and, and that is the crux of all of our issues. So what happened was is the doctor asked my father a very interesting question is why are you having your back pain? So my father, um, the doctor surmised and examined my father and poked around his digestive system and asked my father some questions about his diet. My father had a diet of, that was very much laden with sugar and again this was about 1975 so the nutrition information back then was you can really eat whatever you wanted as long as you were thin. So my father was very active and thin, so he was basically eating whatever he wanted. So the doctor surmised that my father's uh, diet laden with sugar was upsetting his stomach and his digestive system, and that an upset digestive system was reflexing uh, into his muscular system. So the doctor basically said we are what we eat, and you know we think it's a digestive or a dietary issue. So my father had basically two choices at the time when he was completely bedridden for nine months. Uh, one recommendation was exploratory back surgery. And if anyone says exploratory back surgery, don't do it because basically they're going to cut you open and explore, see if they can find something. So the other alternative was for my father is to completely change his diet. So within two weeks, my father completely changed his diet, got rid of all the simple carbohydrates, simple sugars that my father was eating. And much to my father's uh, behest and, and shock, was uh, he became 100% cured. So he went from being unable to stand up, being completely bedridden, to within mo one month uh, going out and playing tennis. He was able to return back to work. And he really uh, came back a complete changed man because of his revelation. No one knew that his diet, 
even even when I say it now, and this is obviously so many years later, if I tell patients that their back pain is caused by their diet and the nutrition, they look at me like I'm crazy until I'm able to go over and explain uh, the reasoning behind how diet can impact the back. But um, back then it was completely revolutionary and it changed uh, my father's life and then it changed my life. And you know now I'm here doing my very best in my center and then with this book, just trying to change as many people's lives as possible. That's so amazing that you're... That that fortuitous happening that your father got to be a patient of Dr. Goodhart, who's just an amazing doctor, um, had a revolutionary approach to um, healing patients uh, through chiropractic. Um, I kind of have a similar story, Todd, that my father-in-law was a chiropractor. So you was your dad. Me, it was my father-in-law that was a chiropractor. He had terrible low back pain, and everybody was treating his back where the pain mm-hmm. was, and he wasn't getting better. And he went in to see uh, Dr. Leonard Fay, who is, uh, as you know, the founder of Motion Palpation, another right. just amazing chiropractor who just changed the face of chiropractic and found that where the pain was coming from is not necessarily where the problem is. Yeah. And that's exactly what your point is, is that where your pain is is not necessarily where the problem is. And then you take it one step further that it, it's not necessarily just the spine. Well, I'm even taking it a step further where I'm basically arguing that your back pain is not coming from your back. Yes. So, the, you know, it, it's really, I want people to understand that it, it's not necessarily, it's not your back. Because the symptom, but the problem is not necessarily your back. And that's a very um, important concept. And once you're able to kind of see that or grasp that concept, the possibilities of diagnosis and treatment really open up very large, and, and that's very, very important. So for those of you out there that are listening to this right now, or those who have a loved one or a friend who has had chronic back pain, they have seen the chiropractor, they have seen the physio or the physical therapist, they've seen the acupuncturist, they've seen the massage therapist, they've done, they've done it all. Mm-hmm. It would be good to get your hands on a copy of Dr. Sinnott's book. Thank you. And learn about the other reasons why we have back pain. So one of the things you mentioned in your book is about bowel movements. So what mm-hmm. do our bowel movements say about our back health? Yes, and this is a, a very interesting point. So uh, what my father learned and what we've subsequently learned is how your digestive system is functioning is vital to see how your muscular system is functioning. So if you're constipated, your muscles are going to be much more achy. If you have a lot of diarrhea, your your muscles are going to be very sensitive. So we can evaluate how your digestive system is functioning based on how your bowel movements are. And a very and it's very funny because everyone wants to do a detox or a fast. Our body has its own detoxification system, and we can we can evaluate it very easily just by seeing how our bowel movements are. So our bowel movement should be nice, easy, and smooth. Um, some people will go a couple times a day. Some people will go a couple times a week. But you want to make sure that you're not straining or pushing. Uh, in the book, we have a complete bowel chart that shows you specific pictures of really what the bowel movement should look like. But it should be solid enough, not too hard, not too soft, and it should be a, a fairly lightish color brown. Um, but if you're having good, smooth bowel movements, what's happening is your di- digestive system is functioning well. And if you're not, if you're having 
a darker stool or if you're having one that's not coming out in, in different pieces, your digestive system is not functioning right. So how your digestive system is functioning absolutely affects your muscular system. There's something or reflexes in the body called viscerosomatic reactions. Visceral meaning organs and somatic meaning the muscular system. So how the organs are affecting the muscular system. So when your digestive system functions well, your back is going to function much better. And when your digestive system is not functioning well, your back is not going to be functioning better. So patients who are, who are diagnosed with Crohn's or colitis or irritable bowel syndrome have a much higher rate of back pain than the general population. So there's a direct correlation there. Um, and that leads me really to another very important point is, is that when it comes to diet and nutrition, you want to pay attention to see how your bowel movements are doing. And uh, Terry, you'll certainly know this better than I will, but how you know each individual person's diet and what functions for them is really integral to them and unique to them. And the way to uniquely evaluate is simply based off the bowel movements. Exactly. So that leads us into a good segue about eating to beat back pain. So can you talk about that part of your book? Yeah, can you talk yeah. about that part part of your book? Yes. So the concept of athletes and wanting to eat good, healthy, proper nutrition for proper muscular function is a concept that everyone will subscribe to. So they'll take good vitamins, they'll eat lean lean proteins. So an athlete really wants to have high function, you want them eating good, high quality so, which again, the vast majority of people will understand that. But what happens if we flip that and we said, what happens if you're eating not good functioning foods or not high quality foods? What's going to happen to your muscular function? Well, it's going to dramatically negatively impact your muscular function. And where can it obviously affect the muscular function is in your back. So what we want to do is we really want to put you on the self-evaluation process of figuring out how your digestive system is functioning. So a couple of years ago, I wrote a, uh, a diet, and I was on the, the TV show uh, The View going over the No More Back Pain diet. And what this diet is, is it eliminates all the simple, carbo- simple carbohydrates, simple caffeine, sugars, and alcohols, and you do that for about three weeks, and uh, lo and behold, your body will have some more energy, and for a lot of people, it was really helpful to help eliminate their back pain. And then as I continue to work with patients, I started to see some other patients who were doing the diet and weren't necessarily getting results, um, or I also had other patients who um, were having very healthy diets, but were still exhibiting signs of back pain caused by their diet and nutrition. And what we really came to understand is it's, it's really about how their digestive system is functioning. So too much of a good thing is not a good thing. So I've gotten to the point where I've told, told patients that salads can create back pain. Oatmeal can create back pain. Too many green drinks or smoothies can create back pain. Again, anything that can upset the digestive system can then affect the muscular system, creating back pain. So in the book, I have a couple different diets. I have the no more back pain diet, which affects the vast majority of people where we really want to clean up your diet. We want to get you healthier and and eat better. Uh, There is uh, elimination diets where you want to be able to figure out specifically what could be creating the, the pain and discomfort. So it could be something where Patients keep having the same foods over and over again. Again, too many salads, too much roughage, too many green drinks, too much oatmeal. It could be someone where we discover they have a gluten sensitivity or a wheat sensitivity or a dairy sensitivity. And you really want to get in and evaluate what your specific diet looks like. You want to look at the foods that you're eating on a regular basis uh, and really try and evaluate it. And the great thing is that your body will tell you. You know, if you have a if you have a um, dairy sensitivity and you have a um, 
you have spaghetti and meatballs or lasagna with a whole bunch of cheese and your digestive system feels off and you wake up the next day a bit achy, you could see a pretty good correlation that perhaps the dairy and the cheese is really uh, a, a part of this. So there's uh, a couple different diets in the book that allow you to really hone in on what your specific triggers may be that could be creating digestive upset, which then can create the back pain. This is some fantastic stuff. And as you've been speaking, one of the little things that just popped into my head is I remember uh, when my father-in-law was in practice. So he was in practice, I don't know, 30 or 35 years, something like that. And he noticed, maybe your dad noticed something similar, is that early on in practice, it seemed that um, curing a person's back pain wasn't that difficult. But then as the years went on, he found it got harder and harder and harder to fix somebody's back pain. And he knew that it wasn't just about the back. It had to do with the nutritional part it had mm-hmm. to do with the mental emotional part too so so let's let's uh, delve a little bit into that met, mental emotional aspect sure so uh, a fascinating fact about back pain is uh, Stanford University ran a huge study uh, on I believe over 3,000 uh, Boeing employees and they really wanted to predict or uh, figure out what is the number one um, predictor of who's going to have back pain, who won't, or what's the main number one factor for back pain. So they ran, had people doing physicals, they had people ch- checking their stretch, their flexibility, uh, their range of motion, x-rays, MRI, and the results were the number one factor, the most important factor for back pain, or the number one cause of back pain is emotional stress and outlook. So emotions and stress is the number one factor when it comes to back pain. It is not structure, it is not the diet, it is emotions. So immediately what we want to do is you always want to prioritize when you start to get a patient in the office or when you start to suffer back pain, you really want to go through your checklist of questions to help diagnose or self-diagnose to really get to the bottom of what could be causing it. And stress and emotional stress and tension is the number one factor. See, when we're uptight, that's a literal uh, definition because what's happening is our muscles should contract and relax. And when our bodies are stressed, our body stays in a state of readiness for so long that these muscles contract and contract and contract, giving us more and more tension to the point where we have uh, spasms and pain. So stress is the number one factor for back pain. And so can you explain to our listeners a little bit about um, how they can uh, work on that mental-emotional aspect if they are in back pain? Sure. Uh, I just wanted to back up and just say that a very interesting factoid is is that uh, there, there have been studies where they found that antidepressants work better than anti-inflammatories for back, back pain. Oh, which, uh, I didn't even which, know that. Yeah, which in hindsight makes some sense that it if does, emotional yeah. distress is the number one factor, that's why you have antidepressants work better than anti-inflammatories. And I'm certainly not saying that how to get rid of your back pain from a stress-induced uh, problem is the antidepressants. But what you want to do is you really want to approach this uh, and you really want to do everything you can to cut down and, and stop that uh, physiologic stress response. So the physiologic stress response is if you, um, you're walking down the street and you're about to bump into an ex-girlfriend, right? your heart will raise, your pulse will pound, and your, and your body may, may sweat. That's a physiologic response to stress. And that's what very easily can happen on the inside and can affect the muscular system. So what we want to do is we want to do everything we can to change your physiologic response to stress. So the first thing is you really want to get in touch with your emotions. You want to figure out what you may be stressed with and really give it some thoughts. 
Um, I recommend a deep breathing technique where you'll basically inhale for four seconds. You'll hold it for four seconds, and then you'll exhale for four seconds. So if you do that for over two minutes, just slowing down and changing your breath can ha really have a profound impact on it. Uh, you want to take a look at your diet and your nutrition. You want to kick up your exercise. You want to go out for some walks. Listening to music uh, proved to really dramatically reduce stress. So if you're going for a walk, listen to some music. But you really want to just dial it all back and figure out what works for you. So what may work for some is going out for a hard run to get some stress. For another person, it may be reading a book, taking a nap, getting a massage, getting their nails done. But you really want to hone in and realize that the number one factor for back pain is stress. So what can you do to cut down that stress response? Uh, also in the book, in the Three Weeks to a Better Back book, I have a complete um, tapping protocol. And what these tappings are is just different points of different acupuncture points where you can literally do acupressure on yourself, which is clinically proven to cut down that physiologic response to your stress. So there's lots of things that you can do. So we've covered a lot in this podcast so far. And uh, and by the way, I just want to say I love the title of your book, Three Weeks to a Better Back. But Thank you. I know that there are listeners out there right now who are skeptical yep. Yep. and wonder, can it really be done in three weeks? So can yep. you give our listeners, um, can you give them an example of a real case from your private practice of a patient sure. and we'll keep everything confidential of course so that the listeners can kind of get an idea of you know from the first day that patient walks through, through the door the kind of the process you go through and then their results sure I, I will tell you that the reason why I chose to tell three weeks to a better back is because back pain doesn't come from what everyone thinks these structural problems they really come up with a bit uh, a buildup of these mini imbalances of these poor habits that are compounding themselves over time and then the back pain presents itself. So within three weeks, three weeks is enough time to change your habits. We're going to take your unhealthy habits and turn them to healthy ones. And if we take your unhealthy habits and turn them to healthy ones, guess what's going to happen? Your back is going to feel much better. So in any time I examine a patient, we want to look at the patient as a whole patient. So we want to get balance in the structural so the muscle bones, the discs, the nerves, what a typical orthopedist would look at, what a chiropractor would look at. You want to look at their diet and nutrition. You want to look at their emotions and stress. So a lot of times patients will have all three. So how many times a patient is sitting at their desk hunched over all day, stressed out, a bit overweight, not exercising. So the first thing we want to do is we want to take a look at their structure. We want to take a look at how their posture is. Are they sitting hunched forward all day? Uh, so if you have poor alignment, you're going to have poor function. So I always want to work on their alignment. So um, a common factor that we found with patients is something called core imbalance. So you need a balance between forward bending and backward bending. And what we're doing is we're spending our entire lives and days uh, bent forward. So that's called flexion. Too much forward posture flexion creates so much pressure on the spine. So you want to put extension back into your body. So there's different uh, extension exercises that you can do. One is called the Brugger's stretch. One is called the standing abdominal stretch. Um, one is actually called, I call it the thumbs to pits, where you literally put your, while sitting up, you put your thumbs into your armpits, lift your head up, and just kind of bring back, and that put, will put extension into your body. Um, and that was so common that I literally designed and created a product called the Backbridge. And what that does is that puts progressive extension into one's spine. So you lay over the Backbridge two minutes in the morning, two minutes in the evening every day, and then as you continue to improve, it has five different levels, 
so it's gradually improved to higher and higher levels. I call it very much like the Invisalign to the spine. Then we'll get into diet. We'll have a patient really write down everything they're eating and drinking for a week, and we'll take a look at it. So we're looking for un unhealthy food choices, looking for repeatable. So if someone's having oatmeal every day for breakfast, we're going to recommend that they have three different types of breakfast, three different types of lunches, three different types of dinners. We really want to cut down on the caffeine, the sugars, and the alcohol and see what kind of response you get within those three weeks. And lastly, we want people to get out and be active. We want them to work on their stress. We do something called biofeedback where we measure their stress response in the office. We want them out walking. We want them breathing slower. We want them really getting in touch with their emotions. And guess what happens? Within three weeks, the extreme vast majority of these patients, whether they're suffering from severe, severe back pain or whether they're just suffering from some mild chronic nagging back pain, they're going to be better within three weeks. Fantastic. Dr. Sinnett, we're starting to run low on time, and I'd love to just keep talking to you and keep exploring your book, but how can our listeners find out about you? Where where can they get their hands on your book? Great. Well, thank you. The book title is called Three Weeks to a Better Back. Uh, it's available on Amazon and all different areas where you get books. Um, and any research or information that you would like on me, it's uh, drsinnett.com. So it's Dr. S-I-N-E-T-T dot com, and it's my own personal website. You can get information from the Backbridge and just some other, my blog and other writing materials as well. But uh, the book is called Three Weeks to Better Back, and I wrote it to literally see if we, within three weeks, we can get your back better. Uh, it won't cost you a lot of money, and it's not a, a long time. Um, it's not something radical. It's just nice, easy, simple tips to take unhealthy habits to healthy ones to, lo and behold, get your body and your back feeling better. So for the listeners out there, I'll make sure to put all of those links in the podcast notes on the website so that you can easily find Dr. Sinnott's book, his website, and the Backbridge. Dr. Sinnott, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has just been an awesome interview, and I know your book is going to help a lot of people. Well, I really appreciate uh, you having me on. So thank you so much, and I hope we could be of help. All right, that wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Dr. Todd Sinnott. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carey is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carey is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.